You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. What we're dealing with here is a total lack of respect for the law. Tune in to Done By Law. An informal and irreverent look at the law. Critical insights and analysis from diverse community perspectives. Done by law, 6pm Tuesdays. Good evening and welcome to Done By Law on 3CR 855am, 3cr.org.au and 3CR Digital. It's just past 6pm and you're here with Beth and Sam broadcasting from the 3CR studio. We'd like to start by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we are broadcasting and recording at 3CR. That is the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and to pay our respects to the elders past and present. Tonight we are looking at the Living Wonders Legal Intervention, Community Legal Centre Environmental Justice Australia, on behalf of their client, Environment Council of Central Queensland, has submitted 19 reconsideration requests to Federal Environment Minister Tanya Plibersek, asking her to reconsider the first stage of the assessment of almost every pending coal and gas proposal and expansion across the country currently on her desk. These reconsideration requests have been submitted under a rarely used provision of the Commonwealth legislation under Section 78 of the Environment Protection and Biodiversity Conservation Act 1999. We're fortunate tonight to be joined by one of the lawyers from Environmental Justice Australia, Brittany Denhoff. Brittany specialises in climate projects and has worked closely on the Living Wonders Legal Intervention. And apologies, Brittany, I think it might be Dean Hoff. Uh, Yes, that's right. Welcome. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Brittany, could you please give us a brief introduction to the Living Wonders Legal Intervention, Environmental Justice Australia, and your work in this film? Yes, of course. And I guess before I'd like to begin, I'd just also like to acknowledge that I too am calling from unceded Wurundjeri land, and I pay my respects to their elders past and present. Um, Yeah, so first, Environmental Justice Australia is a national public interest legal centre which uses the law to empower communities to protect and regenerate nature, to safeguard our climate and to achieve social environmental justice. I'm a lawyer in the climate team at Environmental Justice Australia, or otherwise known as EJA. Some of your listeners might um, find that name more familiar. And I guess secondly, as to the legal intervention... Recently, and under a rarely used provision of the main federal environmental law, our team, on behalf of our clients, the Environment Council of Central Queensland, submitted 19 applications to the Federal Environmental Minister, Tanya Plibersek, under existing environmental laws, really asking her to consider the climate impact of these coal and gas proposals currently in the pipeline for her department. Really, our client is asking the Minister to answer a single question. What harm could these projects do to the thousands of places and species protected under our national environmental laws? The thousands of places and species that may make up a kaleidoscope of living wonders across Australia. 
it's such worthy work. Um, and you you mentioned that the reconsideration request goes to many many coal and gas projects mm. that are currently proposed. What what are some examples of some of those projects that might be affected by your request? And and what are some examples? I know that you're asking the minister really to provide this information, but but if you have um, some examples of how these projects will be harmful to our struggle to contain the impacts of climate change. I think that would also be really interesting for our listeners to know. Yeah, sure. Um, so one of the gas projects is um, called the Northwest Shelf Extension, and that's located in Western Australia. This is one of Woodside's projects whereby Woodside is proposing to expand the operating life of the onshore and offshore facilities at, at its Northwest Shelf Extension. Um, and that's proposing to process gas and liquefied natural gas all the way out until 2070. Um, one of the coal projects, of which there are quite a few, and quite a few in central Queensland, is Glencore's subsidiary Valeria Coal Holdings proposal. Um, this proposal proposes to construct and operate an open-cut coal mine as part of a much broader project. The total amount of product coal for the life of the proposed project is approximately 490 to 560 million tonnes. And, I mean, that is just huge when we're at a time where we just must urgently transition to renewable energy in Australia. The climate science is clear and has been clear for a long time now. As the application submits, the, what, I guess there's widespread and catastrophic harm to people, ecosystems, species and the biosphere as a whole. And that's in train as a result of the greenhouse gas emissions created by burning fossil fuels, of which the proposed project will contribute to. That's really interesting. Thank you for that, uh, Brittany. Um, from what we understand, some of these coal and gas proposals were recently considered, while others had controlling provisions set a decade ago. So for all of these proposals, however, the Environment Minister at the time did not identify climate harm to matters of national environmental significance. The matter of national environmental significance is set as a controlling provision law. Could you please define and explain matters of national environmental significance? Mm, yeah, of course. Um, so the protection of matters of national environmental significance is an explicit objective under the federal environmental law this request is made under. Um, and as legally defined, matters of national environmental significance include categories which include but are not limited to threatened species, migratory species, Ramsar wetlands, world and national heritage properties, amongst other categories. These categories are filled with places and species, many of which you and your listeners will have heard of, but maybe some that you might never have heard of, but they're really all vitally important for the Minister to protect. Um, and using the words under the law, actions or proposals that will have or are likely to have a significant impact on a matter of national environmental significance are to be referred to the Federal Environmental Minister for a decision on whether assessment and approval under the federal environmental law is required. So if you could just clarify for us, like, what is the implication for this provision being set as a, a controlling provision? I think you kind of touched on it with your the early answer, but could you go into a little bit more detail about that? Yeah, sure. So um, when a matter of national environmental significance is set as controlling provision, that means harm to those places or species must be properly assessed 
before the project can be approved. Thanks okay, so thanks much. for clarifying. Thank you, Brittany. Yeah, um, that's great for clarifying that. Um, and I know that on your website, livingwonders.org.au, there's a database of detailed evidence uh, supporting uh, your applications um, or your requests. How have you worked with your client, the Environment Council of Central Queensland, to identify and collect the relevant evidence in support of this case? Uh, yeah, so the Foundation for the Environment Council of Central Queensland Legal Intervention is an enormous repository of scientific evidence that we have compiled on behalf of our client. This is over 3,000 documents, most of which is science commissioned by the federal government, which documents the impact of climate change on these protected and extraordinary places and ecosystems. And this evidence forms the basis of um, those 19 applications to the Minister. And it's such an interesting array of material. I've had a, a very um, brief browse uh, and I can oh, see great. that there's so much to learn. <laughs> We're going to just play a track now and then come back to discuss some of these issues in more detail. And Brittany, you've chosen Electric Fields from Little Things, Big Things Grow. Why did you choose this song? Um, I love listening to Electric Fields. Um, I've seen them quite a few times live across Australia and there was a particular time when I heard them um, sing this cover of a very well-known um Australian song, an important story in um, our history, in First Nations history. And, yeah, I just thought it just inspires me every time I listen to it. Oh, thanks. I'm looking forward to hearing it. We'll be back shortly. An eight-year-old story of power and pride. British Lord Vesti and Vincent Lingari were opposite men on opposite sides. Vesti was fat with money and muscle. Beef was his business, broad was his door. Vincent was lean and spoke very little. He had no bank balance. Her death was his floor From little things, big things grow From little things, big things big grow things From little things, big things grow From little things My name is Vincent Lindiari
to one dare tall stranger appeared in the land and he came with lawyers and he came with great ceremony and through Vincent's fingers what a handful of sand that was the story of Vincent Limgary but this is the story of something much more how power and privilege cannot Goongaroo Environment Centre is a grassroots community organisation campaigning for East Gippsland's precious forests. For over 15 years we've been using direct action, citizen science and community engagement to stop the continued logging of precious native forests and threatened species habitat. After this summer's terrible bushfires there's an even greater urgency to protect what remains and the Victorian government haven't ruled out plans to log the small fragments of unburnt forests and so-called salvage log in burnt areas. It's now so important that forests and wildlife are protected so they can recover. Head to gecko.org.au to keep updated with the latest news and to get involved. Gecko acknowledges the logging is happening on the stolen lands of the Gunnakurnai and Bidwell and Monaro people and that sovereignty was never ceded. A 3CR supporter. Welcome back to 3CR on 855am, 3cr.org.au and 3CR Digital. It's just on 6.17pm and you're here with Beth, Sam and Brittany on Done By Law. That track that we heard was Electric Fields from Little Things, Big Things Grow. And we're here with Brittany Dienhoff, who specialises in climate projects and is working closely on Environmental Justice Australia's Living Wonders legal intervention. Brittany, to continue our discussion, why is your client relying on Section 78, the reconsideration section of the Environment Protection and Biodiversity Conservation Act 1999? Mm, it's a good question because Section 78 of the Environment Protection Biodiversity and Conservation Act a bit of a mouthful, is um, a rarely used provision, but it's really quite powerful. It allows any person, body, to bring substantial new information to the Minister about the impact of a particular proposal on the matters of national environmental significance. The substantial new information our client is relying on is this enormous repository of evidence that I spoke about before, of which the government has commissioned, which paints a 
nature of the current and projected climate risk to living wonders across Australia. Yeah, the potential seems really huge. Um, what are the potential implications for this legal intervention and how could this shape ministerial decision-making going forward? And further, how do you see this shaping political decision-making more locally? Mm. So I guess what um, our client is really asking is that of every proposal, Australia's Environment Minister must be asking what natural wonder could this harm? And until now, former Federal Environment Minister environmental ministers have completely ignored the biggest threat of them all, which is climate change, or arguably the biggest threat. Um, and so this legal intervention could potentially do what we seriously need for our future, to make sure environmental law in Australia accounts for the reality of climate change. That's really, really interesting. Um, and, and given the body of work that you've contributed to and engaged in, um, we're really interested to hear, like, from your professional experience, how have you seen the discourse around climate change evolve over the past three, four years? Mm. Another good question. I guess, um, to start, the straightforward answer is that evidence on burning fossil fuels and climate harm has been unquestionable for some time now and long before I was in climate law. Um, previous to this current law, role, I worked in climate corporate risk and my personal experience there was seeing corporations wake up to the fiscal transition and litigation risk that the science poses to their business, I guess in both um, their impact on the environment and the way the impact is and will impact on their own operating models. Um, and then in my current role at EJA, it has been observing the way in which both the previous and current government are dealing with this undisputable science and science has been, that is un, has been undisputable for some time now. So our client is really just asking that the government face up to the stark realities of climate change and set up to protect our matters of national environmental significance. And you... In that answer, you, you talked about how you've held a few different roles over the years. Um, could you speak briefly about how you've seen First Nations voices reflected in climate-related litigation? Yeah. Um, so I guess I'd like to acknowledge first that First Nations people and communities have been speaking about climate change and harms to their country for a long time, a very long time, and they are the experts. Um, it is just recently, I guess, that the legal system is starting to hear them. Um, in our Living Wonders legal intervention, our clients are not from First Nations communities, but there are these friends of the case, that is, ordinary people who have decided to speak out in support of um, our clients' request to the Minister. Um, and they include Bailai Elder, Mabel Pockerwood, and Maribu Woman, Woman Professor Jacqueline Troy. Um, and both of these women are passionate advocates for protecting their country from climate change. But I guess we've seen um, the legal system starting to hear um, First Nations voices in other areas too. So, for example, in my other work, we submitted a communication to the UN last year on behalf of youth from First Nations and disabilities, disability um, communities. And in that, our First Nations clients speak to this long-held knowledge and then but also the fears and hopes they have for their future um, and then also more recently I guess in the U30 case which is a case brought by another firm 
and the Environmental Defenders Office on behalf of U30, a significant step was taken whereby evidence was heard on country. That's great. And it's great to hear how First Nations voices are, are, are weaved through your work. And, and I'm sure if listeners are interested, they'd be able to find out more on your website. Mm-hmm. Brittany, you yeah, spoke... Yeah, oh, sorry. yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Um, you spoke before briefly about, you know, about the, the definition of matters of national environmental significance and, you know, the impact um that coal and gas projects might have on them. I wondered if, and I know we didn't um, prompt you with this question, but I wondered if off the top of your head um, you had a few more examples of wondrous living wonders um, that, mm. are, that, are, that are stand to be protected by your, your work. Um, yeah, of course. Um, and I'd really encourage your listeners to go um, check out our Living Wonders website where there's just, there's over 2,000 of these wondrous places and species, and I'm sure like you'll be able to see the ones that you've heard of. But, um, you know, the ones that spring to my mind, the Kakadu and the Great Barrier Reef, um, there's the koala, there's the Leadbeater possum, there's um, Shark Bay in Western Australia, there's the Dugong, um, places and species species that are significant to so many Australians and just so deeply significant to First Nations communities as well. That's very worthy work. Um, And just for our listeners again, could you just give us the the relevant URLs? Yeah, of course. So um, the relevant URL straight to um, the Living Wonders intervention is www.livingwonders.org.au and there you can not only explore the evidence, but you can find out more about the client and project. Um, you, so you can sign up to updates there, or you can also sign up for updates on the Environmental Justice Australia website, which is www.envirojustice.org.au, and there you'll find information on the other work we do too. Excellent. And... I did notice that that your client is is appealing for donations because this is a big risky case that they're undertaking. I don't know if that's relevant um, to radio or relevant to mention for our listeners in case they're interested. Yeah, so you can just find um, more details on that on um, the website and the client have information on that process there. Excellent. Thanks so much, Brittany. Is there anything else you want to tell us about the case? Anything that you think would be interesting for our listeners to know? No, I don't think so, but thank you very much for having me and giving me the opportunity to talk about it. No, it's absolutely our pleasure. Um, So you've been listening to Done By Law on 3CR 855 AM, 3cr.org.au and 3CR Digital. We've been here tonight. Um, It's Sam and myself, Beth, with Brittany Deanhoff, She specialises in climate projects and she's been working closely on the Living Wonders Legal Intervention that's currently being run by Environmental Justice Australia on behalf of their client, the Environment Council of Central Queensland. The Environment Council of Central Queensland has submitted 19 reconsideration requests to Federal Environment Minister Tanya Plibersek. They're asking her to reconsider the first stage of the assessment of almost every pending coal and gas proposal and expansion across the country that's currently on her desk. 
and these reconsideration requests, as we've talked about tonight, have been submitted under a rarely used provision of the Commonwealth legislation, the Environment Protection and Biodiversity Conservation Act 1999. Um, Brittany, we wish you all of the best with your case and we may have to have uh, you or someone else from Environmental mm -hmm. Justice Australia back on uh, I shouldn't say case, intervention, um, in some time to, to update us on how it's gone. Mm, that would be wonderful. Thank you. Great. Thanks so much. Uh, now, your listeners should stay tuned. Our Voices of West Papua are coming up next. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.